All right, we want to uh, greet everyone in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and we're grateful to everyone that's here today. So if you have your Bibles, let's go to the 12th chapter of the book of Luke. going to start reading at verse 49. It says, I am come to send fire on the earth, and what will I if it, are, if it be already kindled? So let's keep reading. But I have a baptism to be baptized with, and how am I straightened till it be accomplished? In other words, how am I constrained until it be accomplished? Suppose ye that I am come to give peace on earth. You know, that's what people sing during Christmas time, peace on earth, goodwill to men. So he's asking that question. Do you suppose that I am come to give peace on earth? I tell you nay, but rather what? But what? Division. Isn't that something? The Prince of Peace have come to cause division? Is that in your Bible? For from henceforth there shall be five in one house. What, what will happen? Divided. Three against two and two against three. Does everybody see that? Who, who's responsible for that? Who? Why y'all are y'all awake? Who's responsible for that? So you ain't got to think something wrong because the devil is kicking up dust. Does everybody understand that? It, it ain't it ain't the devil that's causing division. He the Lord said that's why I've come. Does everybody understand that? Now we better act like we believe it. Does everybody see? Are y'all awake? Okay. Let's read verse 52 again. For from henceforth there shall be five in one house divided, three against two and two against three. What does that look like at the dinner table? Everybody understand that? The father shall be divided against what? And the son against who? The mother against who? And the daughter against who? The mother-in-law against her what? And the daughter-in-law against her what? Isn't that something? Now, who's the cause of this? <laughs> that the way God have brought it to pass mother against daughter, daughter against mother, father against son, and vice versa. Who's the cause of it? Now you have to know that he's not just coming down just say, you know, it's too, y'all just, y'all getting along too good. Let me stir something up, because I like drama. I like reality TV. Is that the cause of it? Is that, is that the reason, is that his motive? Three against two and two against three. <laughs> He's the cause of that. Verse 54, and he said unto the people, when ye see a cloud rise out of the west, straightway ye say, there cometh a shower, and so it is. And when ye see the south wind blow, ye say, there will be heat, and it cometh to pass. Everybody see that? You can look on the news, they still say that. Jesus was the first meteorologist. Does everybody understand that? Because he created the system to begin with. Look at what he says, though. Ye hypocrites, ye can discern the face of the sky and of the earth, but how is it that ye do not discern this time? Isn't that something now? 
Y'all see that? He's saying you could look at the sky and tell what kind of weather it is will be. Or you could just feel where the draft is coming from and you could tell how hot or how cold it's going to be. But in your life, when, when I'm sending a storm, <laughs> you can't tell what day it is. You don't know what the cause of it is. In fact, you come praying to me to fix it. When I've told you I've, I've come to bring a sword, that I didn't come to bring peace. Don't pray to me for peace. Everybody understand? Peace is the fruit of the Holy Spirit to the individual, not between people, to the individual. Does everybody understand that? So we have, to, we have to get it the way the word says it. Peace is given to those that belong to him. Not between the people that belong to him and other people. Does everybody understand? Verse 57. Yeah, and why even of yourselves judge ye not what is right? When thou goest with thine adversary to the magistrate... As thou art in the way, give diligence that thou mayest be delivered from him, lest he hail thee to the judge, and the judge deliver thee to the officer, and the officer cast thee into prison. I tell thee, thou shalt not depart thence till thou hast paid the very last might. In other words, pay attention to what's going on. These matters that we go through as believers are spiritual matters. You have to get flesh and self out of the way so you can see things for what they really are. When you gave your life to Christ, you gave him permission to come and bring division between you and your family, between you and your household. That's the permission you gave him. Does everybody understand that? <laughs> Do we believe that? Let's go to the 10th chapter of the book of Matthew now. Now, we, we uh, try to teach these these lessons because the Lord really want us to understand don't want us to think that things are strange we can assume that when we give our lives to the Lord that things are just supposed to level out you know a lot of times especially when we first come to the Lord we come to him because a lot of times we just want to break from our own junk we want to break from the stuff that we've we've conjured up in our own lives and then when we come to him, that's when it really kicks up. When we make up our minds to live for him, that's when it just, it, the war is just beginning. And if we're not careful, we can be discouraged and thinking that, man, this is strange. It seemed like I had more peace when I was out in the world. <laughs> but we have, to, we have to judge our spiritual walk in Christ by what his word says. Does everybody understand that? Verse 24 of the 10th chapter of the book of Matthew, it says, The disciple is not above his master, nor the servant above his Lord. Everybody see that? It is enough for the disciple that he be as his master and the servant as his Lord. If they have called the master of the house Beelzebub, how much more shall they call them of his household? Does everybody understand that? Fear them not, therefore, for there is nothing covered that shall not be revealed and hid that shall not be known. Does everybody see that? By their fruits you'll know them. People can say all day long how much they're Christians, how they're believers, but their actions will prove what's really there. There's nothing covered that won't be revealed. Does everybody see it? Verse 27, what I tell you in darkness, do what? Keep to yourself. What I tell you in darkness, do what? That speak, in, speak ye in light, and what ye hear in the ear, that preach ye upon what? Does everybody see that? 
Verse 28, and fear them not which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul. Isn't that something? You know what he's saying? You might get killed for, what, for me telling you what to preach. What, you know, you might get killed. Isn't that something? Notice he didn't say, and I, I dug this underground tunnel for y'all to come, you know, just in case it gets too hot. He said, don't fear them if they kill you. Even if they threaten to kill you, don't, don't fear them. Isn't that something? You see how extreme he is? What are, we, what are we thinking when we read these scriptures? We think that was just for back then? <laughs> I tell you, this country is moving towards persecution of Christians, and it really is already there. Does everybody understand that? When you got a country that legalized killing unborn babies, don't think for one minute they ain't coming for you. Look what it says, verse 28, and fear, them, and fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul, but rather fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body where? Everybody see that? And, we, and, and, and here we are as believers, we care about what people think about us. Just don't think bad about me and I could, I could live. If you just have happy thoughts about me, I, you know, I, I want to feel good. The Lord ain't saying nothing. He's, if you get killed, don't worry about it. <laughs> See how we done dumbed down this walk? The Lord's talking about killing, and you're talking about your little feelings. <laughs> Just try to live so everybody like you. <laughs> and that's what makes it hard for people to except this type of ministry, because we go back to the Bible, not to the sissy soft stuff you, you hear today preach from pulpits, where people can't stand to live for God for real. Being talked about is, is this little compared to being killed. You have to be ready to die for this gospel. Does everybody understand that? Which to you, if you're really living for God, is not a hard thing anyway because you've already killed yourself. <laughs> you've already crucified your flesh. So it, it don't matter to you what people say or if they're coming at you with a butter knife. Doesn't matter. People can't kill you no more dead than what you've already done to yourself if you're truly sold out to God. Does everybody understand that? He says, so you need to, don't, don't worry about what they can do to this flesh in, in today. Don't worry about what they can do to this flesh. Worry about where you're going to spend eternity. The Lord is able, God is able to kill you and destroy your soul for an eternity. So what are you going to be more concerned about, you see? In verse 29, are not two sparrows sold for a farthing? And one of them shall not fall on the ground without your father. Does everybody see that? But the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Fear ye not, therefore, ye are of more value than many sparrows. In other words, if God allowed somebody to kill you for preaching this gospel, it's because he's allowed it. If God allows somebody to persecute you and talk bad about you, it's because he's allowed it. You need to get over your little personal self and your little image of what you think you got to uphold. Keep reading here, verse 32. Whosoever therefore shall, shall confess me before men, him will I confess also before my Father which is in heaven. But whosoever shall deny me before men, him will I also deny before my Father which is in heaven. Everybody see that? Verse 34. Think not that I am come to send peace on earth. I came not to send peace, but a what? In other words, I come to make war. I didn't come to bring peace. How in the world is it going to be peace on earth when the devil is here? And God's people at the same time. That's, it is impossible. God and the devil have, would have to come up with a compromise for the two groups to come together. 
Isn't that something? The Bible says that there was a war in heaven. And the devil was cast out. There's peace there. But where did the devil get cast down to? To the earth. And we know Jesus Christ came so that we can, he can dwell on the inside of us. How in the world are the two factions going to live in peace together? How is that possible? How is it possible for you as a believer to be best friends with an unbeliever? When y'all serving two different masters. Does everybody, is that possible? The unbeliever ain't compromising. <laughs> everybody understand? They're not compromising. So who's compromising? <laughs> Do you know you're not supposed to get along with, with unbelievers? Does everybody see that? How in the world are you going to be friends with them? And they hate your master. You have to know that. Now, it, it, it's only two sides. It's only two sides. Either you love God or you hate him. There is no in between. Does everybody understand that? <laughs> Verse 35, for I am come to set a man at variance against who and the daughter against who her mother and the daughter-in-law against who does everybody see that who did it the lord did that i come to start trouble does everybody see verse 36 now listen if unbelievers like you, there's something wrong with you. Does everybody understand that? When you somebody that everybody like, you get along with everybody, it's something wrong with your walk with Christ. Not when they killed your master. When they killed Jesus Christ. That same spirit is in this world today. There's no way in the world they should have killed your master and you get a free pass. You're not above him. <laughs> Does everybody understand that? So if you're one of those people you like to tiptoe around this world and think you're going to get through it without waking the devil up, you're in the wrong place. If you just want peace and don't want to ruffle any feathers, you need to go find another God to serve. Does everybody understand that? I'm telling you, there's no way around it. No way around it. And I don't want you to get to this place where you've been living years in peace and you're just trying to prove this, this what we read and wrong. Only to have, listen, only to have the devil rear his ugly head at some point. And then your heart's broke. Because you thought people liked you. <laughs> Isn't that something there? That's a hard life to live, to try to juggle God and the devil at the same time. That's a hard life to live, to try to please God and the devil at the same time. <laughs> One of them would have to be sleep. Everybody understand that? And as far as I know, God don't work the, the day shift and the devil work the night shift. Does everybody understand that? They don't sleep, so they know who's on their side and who's not. And when, God, and when the devil sees you moving closer to God, he comes for you. There's no way around it. So we have to prepare our hearts and minds for the war that we have to go through. Does everybody understand that? He said, I come to bring a sword. In other words, I come to make war. He ain't down here fighting in it. You are. Everybody understand that? <laughs> and I'm telling you, we as believers, we need to put our big boy drawers on and, and just be prepared for it. 
Look at what he says, verse 36. And a man's foes shall be, shall be there of his own household. Everybody see that? His own house turn against him. Isn't that something? Who's, who's the cause of that? We, we keep having to point back to that. The Lord is the cause of the war that's going on, the turmoil. He's the cause of it. Now, isn't that something? That the Lord says, I didn't come to send peace. I, I came to bring a war to households and to the earth. I came, I did that. I set the mother against the daughter. I set the son against the father. I did it. Now, isn't that what we read? So what do we look like trying to undo it? What do we look like trying to tiptoe around it like we're not going to go through it? Does everybody understand that? Who are we to try to overturn what he has said? Well, you know, I'm a, I believe that, you know, I can live in peace with everybody because I just got that kind of personality. The kind that'll take you right to hell. Everybody understand that? Because I can promise you, when you're living for God with your whole heart, the devil's coming for you. You'll find out you had enemies all along that you didn't know you had. Some of us, we've gone through this phase where we just put our foot in the door, you know, with God. Okay, Lord, I, I surrender. Praise God. And the devil ain't concerned about you. But then one day we hear a message that convicts us and that causes us, okay, God, I've been playing. I need to sell completely out to you. That's when the devil comes. And then all of a sudden, all this stuff started happening, and you try to figure out what in the world is going on. <laughs> You've sent smoke signals to hell. You lost another soul, devil. Everybody understand that? And you better know he don't like it. And listen, and so you find out people that were neutral with you in your minds, just on the surface, you find out what's really on the inside of them. I'm telling you, you ain't got to wait to go to heaven before you realize there's only one of two individuals in this world. I don't care how you were getting along with them up until this point. You start living for God for real. If they ain't sold out to God, they're going to hate you. Does everybody understand that? You know why? Because their works are darkness. That, that's what make father against son, son against father, and mother against daughter, and vice versa. Because one of them's living in light and the other one's not. Now the only thing you could do to remedy that is go to where they are. Okay, I'll compromise. I'll try not to live this life out loud. I'll be quiet about it. Does everybody understand that? You can have a person that's mute, that's dumb, that can't talk at all, ain't, ain't talking about the gospel at all. If they start living right, the devil's still going to show up. You ain't got to preach for the devil to be mad at you. You ain't got to say a thing. Does everybody understand? Just start carrying yourself the way the Lord have told you to. So everybody understand that there's this war that takes place in homes, in society, but especially in homes because people have made a decision, I'm going to live for God with my whole heart. God have caused that war. And then he goes on to tell us in verse 37, he that loveth father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. Does everybody see that? Just in case you get tempted To say, okay, I'm tired. Okay, I give in. Let's come to the table and try to work out a compromise. 
Listen, until heaven work out a compromise with the devil, you better stand down. Does everybody understand that? <laughs> Ain't going to be no compromise. Does everybody understand that? He that loveth father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he that loveth son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. In other words, I got to be willing to allow this water just play out. I can't call a truce with the devil. Not especially if I know how he is. Does everybody understand that? Is that in your Bible there? Do you think the Lord mean what he say? And I'm telling you, I'm telling you, we better be careful with that. Some of us in this room, we've tried it. I'm just, I'm just avoid certain subjects. Just not going to try to talk about the Lord at all around you. And, and then one day you slip up and, and actually live something in front of somebody. And, and you see the ugliness. And, and you, know what's, you know what the crazy part is? The ugliness have always been there. <laughs> it was always there. Does everybody understand that? But when you decide to live for the Lord, you woke it up. Really, what happened was it just became obvious to you. It was always there. Listen, you can't tiptoe around people in living for God. You can't tiptoe around people hoping not to disturb them. They need to be disturbed. Does everybody understand that? You ain't helping nobody out. You ain't helping nobody out that's on their way to hell by trying not to prove that you're not going to heaven. You're not helping them out. That spirit on the inside of them need to be stirred. Maybe they'll come to their senses. <laughs> and I'm telling you, we, we're not going to heaven trying to tiptoe around the devil. At all. We have to be willing to stand on what we believe. And you know, with the preaching of this ministry, either people are going to love it or hate it. It ain't going to be no in-between. Everybody understand that? They're going to either love or hate it. And if they, if, and people that love these messages, it's because they have every intention on changing and becoming who God has called them to be. People that hate it, that they'll make believers that, that want to throw this ministry under the bus of, well, you just, and this, that's your interpretation. No, it's not my interpretation. And listen, and I'm just the type of person, I don't believe in dumbing down God's word to please your flesh. Does everybody understand that? We read too many scriptures for it to be God's word interprets itself. I believe the Lord meant exactly what he said here. You're the one that's crazy. Does everybody understand that? Well, that don't mean that. It just means that there would be a little bit of uneasiness, you know. No, it, it's a war. <laughs> It's a war. Does everybody understand that? Look what he said. Let's read verse 37 again. He that loveth father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. Everybody see that? You know, you know what that's talking about? Relationships. People are willing to compromise God and their relationship with God so that they could save whatever relationship they think they got with an individual. But you know what I say? I'm going to get closer to God. And, and whatever relationships are supposed to be there, it will be there. 
You know, Jesus Christ didn't just talk about this. He lived it. You know, his mama didn't believe in his ministry uh, until he was ascended. His own mama. And this was after the angel of the Lord had appeared to her and told her what her commission was. She still didn't believe it. Now, how do you prove that? When she showed up with her and her other children to talk to the Lord, what did the Lord say? Who are my mother and who are my brother? But those that do the will of my father. She wasn't one of them at that time. Does everybody understand that? So he had some new mamas that were cooking for him. Does everybody understand? <laughs> That's what this war do. It separates individuals. And you have to be willing to deal with the uneasiness, with the separation from individuals that you may love in your heart. You have to be willing to deal with that. Uh, everybody understand that? Listen, uh, mama ain't worth going to hell over. Daddy ain't worth going to hell over. Brother and sister, not worth going to hell over. I stand with God and what his word says. I, I'll stay there. Does everybody understand that? Verse 38. And he that taketh not his cross and followeth after me is not Worthy of me. Isn't that something there? I think that's very important for us to get that. Does everybody see that? Let's go to the fourth chapter of the book of Hebrews. So have we established with you all now that the Lord didn't come to bring peace but a sword? He come to bring war. Have we established that? And we're going to share with you why he does, does that. He tries to make it clear to us that there are only two sides. If I know, now me personally, now this is the way I've, I've been since I've been living for the Lord. I know that if I'm sold out to God and if I'm living for God, anybody that come against me is not of the Lord. I know that without a shadow of a doubt. We're not just two peas in the same pod. Does everybody understand that? I, I know that if you speak against what's being preached here, you don't belong to God. And I will tell you that to your face. Those that belong to God hear God's word. That's what his Bible says. So I, I don't make the mistake of thinking that some folks just got to find their way. No, you ain't found the way yet if you could speak against what's being preached here. And I'm talking to the individuals here as well. If in your heart you don't like it, it's because you don't belong to God. That's all it is. There is no, I don't know what world you live in. Does everybody understand that? So I'm not, I'm, I'm not fooled. I know when people come against the word, it ain't because they just haven't arrived yet. But they on their way. You on your way somewhere. <laughs> but God's children hear God's word. And a stranger they will not follow. I know that the words that are preached through this ministry come straight from heaven. 
And anybody that got something to say against it is from the pits of hell. That's the bottom line. There is no way other way around it. I don't care what kind of religion you belong to, and I don't care how long you've been in it. It's a false religion if it comes against this word. And your fruit will show it every time. Everybody there, the fourth chapter of the book of Hebrews. Start reading at verse 12. It says, for the word of God is what? Quick. Does everybody see that? The word of God is what? That don't mean fast. It means alive. So let's just stay there just for a few minutes and, and explain what that means. People, a lot of them, when they go to church, they want to read about Daniel and the lion's den and the Hebrew boys. They want to talk about how good God was back in Moses' day to divide the Red Sea. They want to talk about how God used Joshua to fight the battle of Jericho. Uh, this Bible is not a history book. It is alive. Does everybody understand that? So you, you may know if you know me, I, I had a brother that was killed in 1979, and I had a sister that died in 2014. So when I speak of them, I speak of them in past tense. I, I can't say, well, you know, my brother sitting here on the front row, he sure got on a nice, nice outfit. I, I can't speak about what he's doing today because he's dead to this world. I can't speak about what my sister is doing today. I can't say how nice she looks and how she has her hair done and uh, any of that. So when the Bible says that the word is alive, in other words, when the, that the word is quick, it's talking about it deals with matters today. It is alive today. So listen, so in other words, what is, it is a direction for preachers. Don't just get up and talk about how good it was back then and how God dealt with people back then. We're dealing with you today. The word is alive. So in other words, it's talking about something immediate, alive, present day. What are you doing today? Does everybody understand that? Oh, we may talk about David. We may talk about Daniel. We're going to talk about the ones that are sitting here today. Are you committing adultery? <laughs> Does everybody understand that? And that's what people don't like. That's what, makes this, that's what makes this ministry hard to deal with. If you're sitting here in my face, we're going to talk about you. It's alive. And people, people have a problem. People all over the world write me all the time. Man, I couldn't stand you at first. I know you couldn't because you weren't converted. People I don't know sitting there mean mugging their computer screen because <laughs> I'm on it. <laughs> Sir and ma'am, you need to really figure out who your problem is really with. Not me. I know I ain't got the prettiest face, but that, that ain't, you know, it ain't me. So this word is alive. In other words, it's a right now word. That's what that means. It's an immediate word. If you smoked weed last night, we're going to talk about you today. If you lied this morning to your wife, we're going to talk about you today. Today. And, and this, this Bible will make you think God's sitting right there in your living room. When he is. That's what people don't like, the up close and personal God. You just stay way over there with your salvation. <laughs> Does everybody understand that? That's what they don't like, that right now, man, I can't do nothing. <laughs> 
you can live right. We talk about that too. <laughs> so everybody understand what that means now. It's quick. In other words, it's alive. Right now, it's going to talk about you. Right now, it's going to bring up stuff that's in your heart. Right now. So does everybody understand that? So the word of God is quick. It is powerful. Does everybody see that? In other words, it has the power to change people's lives. So when God brings up something that's very immediate, something that you're dealing with right now, you are faced with a choice. I have a decision to make. Do I get mad because God has called out my junk? Or am I glad because God loved me enough to call it out? And I'll change because of it. Do I get offended because I feel like I'm getting picked on? And I tell anybody, you know, and I, I know there are people that watch this ministry with no, no good intent at all. Have no, have no, no... <laughs> No purpose to change. No will to change at all. Just watching it just to be mad. And they'll sit there and they say, well, I believe that preacher talking. Yes, the Lord's talking about you. I ain't never seen you, never met you, don't know anything about you, but God is talking about you. Does everybody understand that? Because his word is alive. And when you go into a church where uh, you, your little feelings ain't getting hurt, you go into the wrong church. When you go into the church where you can just live in sin and fly under the radar and you ain't never convicted, you ain't going to a church at all. That's what made Jesus Christ so hard to, to bear with by the Pharisees. That, that's what made them hate him. Because he talked about stuff today, right now. We're going to deal with your stuff right now. They didn't like that. They hated it so much they killed him. Does everybody understand that? So we understand what quick means. The word of God is what? Quick. So, so when he says, I come to bring a sword, what is that? He came to bring the word of God. That's what causes the war. Does everybody understand that? The word of God tells us in the 10th chapter of the book of Jeremiah, learn not the way of the heathen. What do they do? They cut down trees and bring them in their houses and deck them with silver. So we know what that's talking about. Does everybody understand that? So his word brings war. It's, it's got families divided now because some of them choose not to follow pagan holidays and some of them do. Now you understand what he means when he says, I, I come to bring a war. People are going to get mad. Because the word of God is true. People are going to get mad because you believe God's word without trying to put your own little spin on it. You don't, you don't have to have a college degree to know what Jeremiah is talking about. <laughs> and anybody, and I'm, I'm telling you, and anybody that don't like it is because they don't like God. They have no intentions on changing. How in the world you think you're going to tell God how you're going to live for him? When did he become that type of God? <laughs> you know, even you as parents, you, you ain't, your children ain't going to tell you how they're going to behave in your house. Well, you just keep paying the bills and I'm going to keep doing what I do. I'm going to bring men all up and through here and women or whatever and sleep with them. And, and you don't say, don't say nothing. Don't, you better not. But that's what we tell God. God, now I'm going to come to you. I'm going to live for you. But I ain't going to give this up. I'm going to get mad at your preacher when he talk about certain things. You're just going to have to forgive me because I ain't there yet. <laughs> Is that the type of God we serve? <laughs> How many of you ever seen watch the Showtime at the Apollo where the, the people start screaming, you know, to get, take them off the stage and the man come dancing out there in his clown outfit with his cane pulling the people off of there? Yeah, that's what the Lord does. 
Oh, so you gonna tell? Okay. Let me send this demon out here to pull you off of my stage. <laughs> you ain't gonna even get through your whole performance. I'm, I'm not gonna even let you think you're living for me. <laughs> for the word of God is quick and powerful. In other words, it has the ability to change lives. Now, see, now this is what brings the dividing factor, the division, the power of the word. I don't get mad at people because they watch me with, with a bad attitude or because, you know, they, they just need something to hate for the day. Because my mindset is this. You keep listening, you, gonna, you might change. It don't bother me. You keep watching and mean mugging. Pretty soon, it's been people that have wrote me and let me know, man, I couldn't stand you when I first started listening to you. But I'm glad I kept listening. You know why? Because God, he undercover reached and snatched their soul from hell. Does everybody understand that? So you keep on watching. And I, I, I'm here to warn you today, if you keep watching, you're going to get converted. Does everybody understand? Because my Bible says the word of God is powerful. There's no way in the world you can keep watching the true word of God and not be converted. <laughs> Does everybody understand that? So, all right, so it's quick, it's powerful, and it's what? Sharper than any two-edged sword. Everybody see that? Does everybody understand what that word means when it says sharp? It is precise. When you're talking about a sharp instrument, you're talking about something that's precise. Does everybody understand that? Can I stop there for a second? When the word of God talks about being sharp, in other words, precise, let's keep reading so we get a better understanding. Piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow. Did everybody see that? So, People give their lives to the Lord. They come to church. They hear the word of God. And they've spent their whole life covering up their junk. They spend their whole life making excuses for their behavior. And they spent their whole life hiding and pretending to be something. You would be surprised how jacked up people really are. They spend their whole life pretending that they're okay and they're not. And so then when they come to the Lord, they do the same thing. Praise God, I was a sinner. No, you were more than that. What was the sin? I was doing a little bit of this and a little bit of that. Okay, so what, what were you doing? I was fornicating. I, I committed adultery a few times. But the word of God is sharp. Sharper than any two-edged sword. You know what that means? Let's get past this adultery. Let's, get, let's cut past this fornication. You had a spirit of lust. And you still got it, and you need to be delivered. So people, people might be bold enough to confess, oh, I, I committed adultery, or oh, I was a fornicator. People don't hardly want to say, I had a spirit of lust, because that means the Lord's got to cut even deeper. Now, where did the spirit come from? At what point did it enter you? You know how I know when people hiding? We just, just, just last, just this past Wednesday, we had a discussion and hardly any of the sisters said anything. Even the ones that like to talk. Got nothing to say. <laughs> you see what I mean? God's a right now God. He deals with it right now. I know when folks are hiding. Does everybody uh, think they're hiding anyway? <laughs> oh, don't want don't to let the Lord cut too deep. He got to get all that infection out. Does everybody understand that? Yeah, he got to cut it all out of there. If you leave just a little bit in there, you still infected, and it's going to be worse the next time. 
So Lord, with that sword, with that, that, that word of God, he cuts deep. Let's get to the root of this matter. It's in the very center of your soul, and we got to cut to it. That's what people don't want to deal with. They only want to share the stuff that, you know, I, I, I'm telling you, it's hard. You got to wrestle people down to get them to confess stuff. And it's not like the Lord don't know. <laughs> How can a surgeon with his knife operate on somebody that's squirming on the table? How can a surgeon with his knife cut somebody open that's fighting against him? He can't do it. And let me make this clear. Our, our master surgeon, he don't have straps on his table to strap you down. And he don't have sleeping pills or laughing gas to put you to sleep. You're going to be awake. You're going to know what's going on. Does everybody understand that? And he's going to say, now this is going to hurt. But listen, if you just crucify your flesh like I told you to, what, what do doctors tell you before they operate on you, before they cut you open? Don't eat for a day. Don't eat nothing. Don't drink nothing but water. And don't, you know, they got all kind of. And so what does the Lord tell us before he operate on us? Go kill yourself first. This won't hurt as bad. Does everybody understand that? <laughs> Crucify your flesh. And then you won't get mad at me when I'm cutting you open and getting all that infection out. Does everybody understand that? So that word of God is precise. It deals with details. And I'm telling you, it's going to be a lot of people on their way to hell because they didn't go into detail. Now, nobody need to know that's in my past, except it ain't. Does everybody understand that? Cancer don't just disappear. It's got to be cut out of people. So it ain't in your past if it's still on the inside of you. Does everybody understand that? My Bible says we're supposed to confess our sins one to another. Isn't that what it say? So that word of God is sharp. It's the sharpest thing in this world. And it, in other words, it is precise. Does everybody understand that? Very, it, 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 when God cuts us, it's with an intention. He ain't just slicing us up trying to find something. He knows where, where it's at, and he's going exactly for that spot. Let's cut this open. Does everybody understand that? For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of what? Soul and spirit. I'm telling you, the Lord gets to the heart of our junk. And, I, and if we want to grow, we have to be willing to allow him to do that. And of the joints and marrow and is a discerner. Of the thoughts and intents of what? Isn't that something there? Now that's where it really goes. The intentions. The thoughts and, listen, do you know hearts have thoughts? Look at what that says. Is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. We're not talking about what you're talking about with your mouth. You know, some people only want to minister to people that's, that's, that's more jacked up than they are. They only want to keep company with, with people that are just as messed up as they are. Thoughts and intents of the heart. What's the real issue there? You don't plan on changing. You don't, plan, you don't like being around something that's more spiritually mature than you. But you'll preach to other people all day long. Thoughts and intents of the heart. Does everybody understand that? It gets down to the core. Let's, let's get all of this junk out. 
Even when you fooled yourself, you haven't fooled God. Read verse 13. Neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his sight. Does everybody see that? But all things are naked and open unto the eyes of him with whom we have to do. So everybody is naked in front of God. That is what brings the war to the household. Does everybody understand? And that's what the name of this message is, Divided and Exposed. Division comes because people have been exposed. When I was out living in the world, I wasn't exposing anybody. I was, I was just out there just like anybody else, and, 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 and people could stand to be around me. When I started living for the Lord, that's when friendships started falling apart. That's when family members had something to say. And, and you know what's crazy? None of, they, they could see me. I was on my way to hell. They could see all my bad behavior. Had nothing to say about it. They only wanted to start talking when I started living for God. Does everybody understand that? that the world is funny that way. As long as you're going to hell with them, they ain't got nothing to say. But when you decide, you know what, I'm, I'm getting off this road. I, I want to live for God with my whole heart. Now all of a sudden, you're a hypocrite. Now all of a sudden, you think you're more than somebody. Does everybody understand that? And so what happens is people, that light on the inside of you, it exposes the darkness that's on the inside of other people. And that's what, that's what brings the war. That's what brings the war. That's what makes people not like you. Some of you, you ever met somebody and, and ain't had a conversation, but you picking up just right away, you don't like me. And I ain't talking about if you just dealing with the spirit of rejection and nobody like you. I'm just saying, just being, just being in the presence of people and they just, they just, you could just feel, you don't like me. That's because this war is not a natural war. It's a spiritual war. And, and you don't have to be preaching on a housetop somewhere for the devil to know who you are. All he knows is your spirit is contrary to his. Does everybody understand that? So let's read that again. Neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his sight, but all things are naked and open unto the eyes of him with whom we have to do. We cannot undo this war that God has started. Our best bet is just to go through with it and not try to change God's word, not try to win people over by trying to be nice. You be who God has called you to be. And just let the chips fall where they may. Because them, them chips, they fall. Does everybody understand that? And, and you know, to me, I find peace and comfort in this, knowing that it's a war that I don't have to fight. God have already won this war. Does everybody understand that? If you know your history, you know after the Civil War, after the South was already defeated, it was people mad and they were going around killing slaves because they knew that they had lost the war. That's where we're at now. It's still people going around with the Confederate flag, mad because slavery has ended. That war was over 150 years ago. Does everybody understand that? And, and, and in other words, was won over 150 years ago. So that's the way you have to look at this war we're in now. The war has already been won. The devil just mad because he lost. That's the reason why he's going around seeking whom he may devour. Are you still straggling? You still don't know what side you, you own? Does everybody understand that? Could you imagine... 
Now let's just think about this for a few minutes. Could you imagine what it must be like for a father to hear, for a man to hear that his wife is about to give birth to a son? And immediately in his mind, he began to think about all the things he's going to do with that boy. My daddy taught me how to fish. I'm going to teach you how to fish. My daddy taught me how to work on cars. I'm going to teach this little fellow here how to work on cars. Got his whole life planned out before he gets to this world, before he, he comes into this world, before his mother delivers him. The father got his life planned for him. I'm going to enjoy my son. I'm, I'm going to be the good father to him that either my father was to me or what my father was not to me. I'm going to be a good father to him. Same thing with the mother. That mother, that woman, she grew up playing with little baby dolls. She put that little fake bottle in the baby doll's mouth and the water flew out of the bottle into the baby doll's bottom and on into this little diaper. So she was playing like she had a little girl. Then one day she get the news, I'm about to have a real live baby doll. I don't have to put batteries in, the, in this little girl's back to, for her to cry. She gonna cry for real. This mother is looking forward to her daughter spending time with this daughter, teaching her different things that her mother taught her. Does everybody see where we're going? But what they didn't count on was God. Oh, you think I came so that y'all can just live in peace this whole time? You think you're going to be putting bottles in this baby's mouth when they're 15, 16, and they're living for me? Does everybody understand that? You, you think your son going to want to go fishing with you when, when he decided to live for the Lord and you're not? God come and break up all of these dreams. You know why? Because to him it's more important for you to know where you're going to spend in eternity and what the spirit of this world is. Versus you trying to live in harmony with some childhood dreams. Mothers and daughters are divided today. Fathers and sons divided today. Because one chose to live for God and the other one didn't. So you know what we have to do? We have to give up all these childhood dreams and wanting to go back to the way it was and all of that. We have to know right now, we have to start preparing for eternity. And what I've seen, I've even seen mothers do this, they want more babies. When they got some emotional junk they need fixing, just, just put more babies, if I could just keep them babies. And even women that ain't giving birth now, they love little babies. Because they don't want to grow up and get beyond themselves and actually start living for the Lord. They want flesh to comfort them. And you know what? God says, you know what? I'm going to break all this up. I'm not going to let your little baby take the place of my Holy Spirit. That's where your peace and joy come from. I'm going I'm to cause division. Get you out of your little comfort zone. Get, let's, let you see the real world. Does everybody understand that? And so God... <laughs> That's what the Bible means when it says it tells us to flee youthful lusts. Does everybody understand? You know, when I was a little boy, I, I had so many first cousins, about maybe 80 of us, and my thought was I'm going to build a big house so we can all live in it and keep having fun. You know, when, even when we grow up and have our own, we're going to all live together. How many of us ever had that dream? How many of y'all that still your dream? No, devil, you go over there. Oh, you moving to California? That's fine. That's good. Good. Praise the Lord. You California is what you're supposed to be. Everybody understand that? I ain't crying when they move out of town, move out of state, or move to another planet. <laughs> you know why? Because I fled youthful lust. <laughs> I don't think we're supposed to all live in peace together. And I'm trying to tell you that that's a youthful lust when you think you're still supposed to get along with your siblings and y'all serving two different masters. 
when you think you're supposed to get along with all your family members, I don't care how it was in the beginning, how they burped you when you were little, all that junk go out the window when one of, when one of you gets saved or the other one ain't. That's a youthful lust. Does everybody understand that? And God don't want you to die in that, in that condition. You snap out of that because you can't grow in the Lord trying to, try, still trying to be a baby. All right, let's pray. Dear Lord, we thank you for this word we've heard today. Lord, we thank you for speaking to us plainly. God, we ask that as we leave this place that you will be with us, Lord. Help us and remind us of the things we've heard today. Lord, help us not to be discouraged because of the things we have to go through for serving you. Help us, Lord, not to grieve your Holy Spirit by murmuring and complaining because of the life that you chose for us to live. Thank you, Lord, for loving us enough to correct us in your word and to bring us closer to you. And we pray, Lord, that you will help us, Lord, to let our light shine so that men may see our good works and glorify you. Help us, Lord, not to be ashamed of this gospel. Help us, Lord, to find, get our delight and our joy in serving you, Lord. Lord, we pray that you will expose every evil intention. Anything that's not like you that's in our lives, Lord, we pray that you will expose it and remove it. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. All right, brothers and sisters. The Lord says, same, we'll go ahead and go to the back and discuss the things that we've heard today. <laughs>